Welcome to What They Never Told Us, the podcast where we explore our own personal journeys in the hopes to give you some insight into your own narrative. I'm your host, Sasha, licensed mental health counselor. And I'm your host, Crystal, licensed social worker. Yes, we are mental health professionals. However, we are not experts on anyone else but ourselves. You are the only expert on you. The information shared or discussed on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We are back with another therapy check-in because we haven't done an update in a very long time. And there's so many things that have happened. So uh, we're going to, you know, give you a little inside scoop, talk a little bit about my Italy situation. Sasha also has some updates because things are going well. But you know, Not as exciting as you, though. (laughs) Not as exciting as Italy. No, no, no. Not with the story I'm about to share. Um, but you know how we do <laughs> before we get started. Gotta tell the people. What are you holding in? What you got? What you got on your chest? Yo, I, I was thinking about it this morning and uh I have a lot of shame. Like yo, shame, like shame and I know it's shame because it's the it's like the building blocks of like all my my shit (laughs) I have so much shame in being who I am and like my experience as me and like I keep having these things these like instances in my life where it feels like the curtain was like pulled out Mm. like you know like the Wizard of Oz when he's behind the curtain and yeah I love performing behind the curtain I like that safety I like that space and I constant lately I've been constantly feeling like I have to expose who I am and um it's just not fun and even if I'm received well in those moments, or if I'm even if I'm giving positive feedback, the experience of being seen is yeah. so threatening to me. Uh, and I'm just like, I don't like this feeling. And my mind immediately goes to negative things. And it's just, and I feel it in my body, like the way my muscles tense up. Yo, like, it's so funny to me. It's, it's not funny, but it's, it's, the nerd in me is like, oh, shit, this, this is what you read about, right? And it's, and I just wanted to go away. <laughs> I hear you. Um, no, I hear you 100%. I experienced that to a certain degree as well. Um, and what it brings up is a lot of anxiety, which is what I've been experiencing a lot of, a lot of anxiety. And I sometimes can't really pinpoint what it is because I'll get sometimes, like I'll have, I have like my little anxious like habits where like I'll pick at like my cuticles or you know like I'll play with something incessantly like I shake my foot and I'm starting to realize that there's a lot of those moments um Mm. but I'm also having like anxiety just like about personal things too and I'm having a hard time relaxing like even when I have those like rational thoughts um because I feel like my therapist is like what do we practice like what do we do how do we work through these things and it works to a certain degree but then I think I'm getting frustrated because I'm like but the anxiety is back like every time something new happens it comes back and it's just as strong and I was like I don't know I don't think that I can work through this she was like oh excuse me like don't downplay the work that we've done because we've gotten you through some really like like anxiety inducing situations Mm, Um, and you've been successful So let's not downplay the power of like the work that you're doing. So I'm trying to like sit in that, but um, it's just really hard. And I think um, what I realized, um, I was trying to like talk it through with someone because I'm noticing I don't trust myself. um, So I had to like kind of like talk it out. And I realized that my guts or like my instinct is telling me one thing, but if I don't have the rational thoughts to back up my instincts, then I will go against my instincts. So like, even if it's something positive, like let's say, oh, like this is a good thing. If I can't pinpoint like cognitively why it's a good thing, I will automatically jump to bad because I'm like, I have to go into self-protection mode. Mm. Um, So it's just been really hard to bring myself like out of that um it's it's a very interesting phenomenon I got for me at least um that I'm experiencing 
you know, I think about this all the time, but you're, and for me, it's the opposite. So like, I can't help but feel like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it the thought that's irrational or is it the emotion that's irrational? Cause I can't figure that out. It sounds like you can like focus in on rational thoughts and then that, that, that almost stabilizes you even in your anxiety. My shit is so off the, the charts and like, it, it's, mm. and it's more like I can have the rational thought and then I'll look at them and be like, that's bullshit. Let me go back to this lovely feeling of feeling like shit that I have. Um, so it's confusing. Even knowing what we know, right? And I know it's not the first time that we talk about this, but if I think about so many other people in the world who have no idea of what trauma is and irrational mm. thoughts and how these things affect them, you start like realizing like, oh, that's why people act like this. This is why people are so defensive and we're all just, oh my God, I sound so corny, but we're all just trying our best. And like, if your best doesn't have like a certain knowledge behind it, I mean, that's, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. I think I always teeter-totter between feeling empathy for people, for the ways that they show up, even when they show up negatively to like, you need to know better. Like, (laughs) Because sometimes I'm like, you don't know better and you're harming others. And then sometimes it's like, okay, you don't know better, but I understand, you know, why you are behaving. So I kind of like go back and forth um, with that one. But I I definitely understand what you're saying. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Oh my God. I hope so. I hope so. I'm so tired. I am so tired. But the work doesn't stop. So exactly. Exactly. Um, well, speaking of the work, this is therapy check-in. <laughs> so it's time to talk about the work that we're doing in therapy. So what's going on with you, girl? What's therapy been like for you lately? Well, I guess it's similar to my check-in. Uh, maybe the work that I've been doing has been leading me to a place where I'm just experiencing the raw emotion like at all times. And now I'm analyzing it and now I'm kind of trying to piece it apart. But I'm also very frustrated because it feels as though the shame, it's just taken over my, I mean, I want to say it's taken over my identity, but I actually think that I've uncovered it in a different way. And like, I think it's been the the main conductor of how I move in this world. Um, so it's kind of, it's just frustrating. So Lately, I've had a lot of changes happen in my life, and whether changes are good or bad, they cause you to react. And if you are talking to somebody who has experienced some kind of trauma in their life where they also have not been celebrated or congratulated for positive changes, it almost feels like every and I, and, I, and this is personal. So for me, like the pattern in my life was, if you're gonna make this very drastic decision, if there are any negative consequences, that's all on you, right? Mm-hmm. Like it always felt Same. like, yeah. yeah. So like I even when when I was little, this is a silly joke, but it's really not a joke. My mom would tell me like, if you ever do anything bad, and you end up in jail, I'm not gonna go help you out. And I was like, mm-hmm. first of all, now that I think about it, why the fuck was she talking about jail? Like, <laughs> I was- didn't want you to end up <laughs> in like literally worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. But then on top of everything, like when shit did go wrong, best believe I didn't go to her. I didn't go to anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to right, anybody. She, so, I mean, she enforced that. She reinforced that in you. She said, if you go to jail, if the worst thing that could possibly yeah. happen to you happens to you, do not come to me. I will not help you. Exactly. So what that reinforced in me was like this, it's like a learned um, behavior where I don't, I can't depend on anybody. God forbid I do something wrong. So the only way I can show up is by being perfect. And that's just one example, right, of how I think parents can set us up into this, like, mindset where we're feeling like we have to show up a certain way. No one ever really asked us to, right? Like, in that statement, she never said you have to be perfect. But within my life experiences with her and my dad... Um, it kind of felt like I did. And that's the only way I could be seen. So going back to my check-in, I think that's why I'm experiencing so much shame because it, I know I'm not performing perfectly right now. And it's almost like the gates are open and everything that's coming in, it feels like bullets. <laughs> like I have to, you know, like there's no armor anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to endure what that really is, right? So the experience of it feels like bullets. And when in reality, people on the outside are like, I'm just talking to you. Like, I'm not harming you, but my mind is functioning as though I'm being attacked. My defenses are coming up. I'm feeling shame because I'm not showing up perfectly. And I don't know how to communicate this. And then when I communicate it, oh my God, I'm feeling 10 times more shame because I'm still not showing up perfectly for the other person. So it's just, it's been volume all the way up. Like, I I don't know how to, it's just. Yeah, all the way to the max. Yes. And it feels as, and I know it's happening because of the fact that I kind of committed to so many changes this part of the year. Yeah. And I'm. I did. I did. And I didn't mean to. No, I, I committed I to two changes. But then life happens. And then when mm-hmm. life happens and you can't control what you thought was going to happen, it just fucks your shit up. No, for real. You got to prepare for like the unexpected sometimes. I get it. Um, and I'm sorry that you're experiencing that because that does feel like super vulnerable. Like you just never know when an attack is coming and it just feels like it's compounding on itself. Like, okay, like this is happening, but I'm not really unsafe, but I feel unsafe. And then I'm showing up in this way, but I can show up in a new way, but I don't like the new way. So if it, it's just like, okay, like my goodness, like I'm going to go nuts. Uh, for me, first and foremost, because I feel like I keep saying this every like therapy check-in, still haven't gotten back to the trauma work. <laughs> it's not funny you make it funny but that's okay though no it's okay because every I've been doing other work so I I don't necessarily feel like um I, I mean my therapist and I have talked about it we are going to start again next week we were supposed to start two weeks ago but like Sasha said life happens and sometimes when life happens I have to like address those particular things in therapy because I'm like I have to get through this situation in my life and the way that she sees it is that sometimes if I have other big life stressors it's not good for me to do the trauma work because it's going to have like such an impact on my emotional well-being so she's like I would rather you I would rather work through these other things with you for you to feel like you're in a more stable emotional place so that once we do get into this much heavier work you don't have that like compounding feeling of like I got this and this at the same time Mm. so We were going to start earlier this year, but then I came to Italy. And that's actually what I want to talk about today. Because I know that I've mentioned that I'm in Italy and I mentioned that I'm teaching, but I haven't really gone into too many details about what exactly is happening here. So very quickly, I signed up for a program. It's almost like a study abroad type of thing, but it's a teaching abroad and a foreign exchange program all in one. So I moved to Italy for three months to teach English at a school. And part of um, me coming here was that I would live with a host family or minimum, maximum of two host families. I applied to this program pretty late. I was supposed to apply at the beginning of November. I did it at the end of December and I had accepted to come here two weeks before I had to like literally leave the country. So my first placement in terms of a family Um, I guess it was a little bit rushed on behalf of the agency because the first family that I was set to live with, I was only going to be staying with them for a month. So when I first got here to Italy, everything was great. Obviously, I was a little, you know, like shy. Like I've never met these people. I don't know the language. Like, you know, like I'm in a foreign country. I literally just dived in. I was like, don't know the language, don't know the country, like don't know, first time in Europe, first time like going anywhere outside of the US besides the Dominican Republic. So it was a huge change for me. Initially, my relationship with the family was actually pretty decent. Um, Mom, so it was mom, dad, and three young daughters. Um, Dad was great. He was the first person I met. I had and still have a good relationship with him until I left that home. Um, But mom from the very beginning was a little standoffish and she was very hot and cold. So it was hard for me to really gauge where I stood with her. And it caused some internal stuff for me. So I remember even before coming to Italy, I had expressed to my therapist that I was a little bit concerned about coming here because 
I would be living with a family. And the last time that I lived with a family was my own family because I've been living alone for five years now. And I didn't feel welcome. I didn't always feel safe. I didn't feel like I belonged. So I was afraid that I was going to come live with a new family and experience the same exact emotions, which is kind of actually what happened. Mom was the, my primary, I guess, issue. She was very hot and cold. So she was very unpredictable. So sometimes she would be super nice and warm and caring. And other times she wouldn't talk to me. Um, she would just kind of like ignore that I was there. Um, because Italian is hard. It's a very different language, but some words are very similar to Spanish and I can speak Spanish. I understand the language. So there would be times where they, she would speak about me. Um, she wouldn't say my name, but I know how they say like her, she in Italian. And some of the words that she would say translated directly into Spanish. So she would say things like, I'm so tired of speaking in English her husband spent like two hours with me trying to figure out like a phone plan situation. Obviously there was a language barrier issue. So that's why it took us so long. And she walked through and she said, Que fastidio. Like how annoying. Like this is such a burden. Um, what a bitch. Sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, girl. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I don't know if I should say that. Maybe I'll, I'll take that back because that's not nice. But that's bitchy behavior. That's yeah. not nice behavior. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, so, and then sometimes, like, she would... So, her daughters play field hockey. So, I spent mm -hmm. a lot of time, like, watching them play field hockey, which is actually really fun. I've, like, realized watching people you know play sports, you get really into it. Anyways, not the point. Um, but, no, I would go watch her daughters, like, play field hockey and stuff like that. And she would talk to the other parents. And, obviously, they're like, who is this woman that is following all around? Like, who the fuck is this? Um, so, she would tell them that, like, you know, I obviously, like, I was teaching at school. I was living with her family. Um, and she would express, like, how annoying it was that she had to speak to me in English because she didn't speak it very well. I was staying, basically, in the family's basement which is their like entertainment room slash laundry room slash office. It's a multi-purpose like space. And because of me living there and part of the agreement that they have with the program is they have to give me some level of privacy. People can't just be barging in, but it was an issue because it's the laundry room. It's the office. Like they need these spaces every day. You know, she was complaining about how it's a bit frustrating that she doesn't have like full access to like her home because of me staying there which is understandable but it's no. just like why? no no I'm gonna stop <laughs> it right there because I it's funny when I'm in it I do the same thing you do it's not understandable because guess the fuck what this person this family made a choice a very like mm -hmm. she wasn't she wasn't forced. She wasn't coarse. And if she's going to be complaining about anybody, she should be complaining about her husband or her children who really wanted this, not about you. And that is projection, right? When we take our inner feelings with the frustrations that we have, and then we put it onto somebody else who has nothing to do with the actual situation. That is not understandable. I'm mad. <laughs> well, I, just FYI, I don't live there anymore. But... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there was just a lot of, um, animosity. And again, it was just one of those situations. I never knew what to expect from her. So it kept me on edge. Um, and what mm. I realized was initially when I first got there, I was able to work with my therapist, um, because I was talking about the transition and I was able to realize like, Oh, what, whatever she's experiencing, that's, that's on her. That's not on me whatever she's feeling or whatever space she's putting between us it's the boundaries that she would like to to take I want to be someone who respects people's uh boundaries and it's like not personal like her shit is her shit right um and I try to always remember people's behavior is a reflection of themselves not so much of me so I was kind of trying to adopt that but what I realized um, was that I was very quickly falling back into a trauma response, the same response that I had when I was living in my home. And mm. I had mentioned in a previous episode that sometimes you think those behaviors don't affect you, like the things that happen in one environment don't follow you outside of that environment, but they actually really do. Initially, when I first started 
living with the family, they would speak in Italian, obviously, but they would kind of like translate certain things into English or ask me questions. And as time went on, they would stop doing that. So it would just be like, there would be whole like meals where I didn't say a word. No one asked me any questions. Like I didn't understand. I understood to a certain degree what people were saying. Cause again, some Italian words are similar to Spanish, mm-hmm. but you know, I wasn't part of like the conversation and the longer I was there, the more frequently it happened. So I started to go back into like isolation mode. I felt very like uncomfortable. I felt like I didn't belong. I was making myself small. When they would ask me questions, like they'd be like, oh, do you want to do this or this? I would start to get very anxious and nervous. And I was like, well, well what do you want to do? Like I, I almost like didn't want to respond because I didn't want to pick the wrong thing, so to speak. Like what if everybody else wants to go bike riding and I want to go for a hike and now everybody has to go on a hike because of me, you know? So it was, and that's an example. Mm-hmm. But I want to stop you right there and, and just kind of clarify what is happening, right? Because you spoke about this mother's boundaries and trying to respect mm-hmm. them. This is something that a lot of us who don't understand boundaries, and you have a parent who's kind of uh, forced themselves past your boundaries or not, never even taught you that you deserve to have them. This is what we do. We do this thing where like, I'll respect yours. And in that statement and in that action, we respect theirs. And then we we, we kind of withstand them forcing themselves upon us thinking that mm. that's us respecting their boundaries because just because you were respecting her boundaries it doesn't mean that she had to disrespect yours she didn't even ask you what yours were and mm-hmm. I don't mean verbally I mean in the in this very non-verbal exchange that we have every day um, she never even gave you the chance and here you were just kind of isolating and then the, the irony about that is is when you isolate that way and and specifically with people like that, it's almost like they get more annoyed that you do that Mm -hmm. because they're not annoyed happening. Okay. Look at that. I'm a mind reader. No, I'm not a mind reader. I'm just very good. I'm just very good at defenses. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, No, it's they. And the reason that they get so annoyed with it is that their projection has usually has to do something with something that's happening in them. And then when they see it manifest in other people, that's the thing that they don't like about themselves, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like you're a reminder of what they don't like about themselves. And then they keep putting it on you. And then you get stuck in this cycle of in this loop, um, yeah. mm-hmm, like, oh, she's doing this. She's do- well, I don't think Italians have this attitude, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, like she's doing that. I don't like her. And it's like, no, no one's checking her or, and she's not checking herself. So I just want to clarify that I don't think it was a you thing at all. And that's fucked up what she did. I'm yeah. sorry. And, I, and that was kind of like one of the things that I ended up realizing later on. But I'll get to that in a second. But yes, I do agree with you about the whole like I was a reflection of the things that she didn't like in herself. Because as I disengaged, I think that she kind of took offense of like me disengaging, not realizing that she had never engaged with me to even begin with. Mm. Um, cause I remember the first day that I met her, I was sitting in the dining room and I stood up and I went to try to like, go shake her hand to say hello. And she just stood there and she like, almost like didn't say hi to me. And I remember like I was walking towards her and she seemed uncomfortable. So I stopped and I was like waving like awkwardly, like, okay, hi, like, you know, cause I didn't want to continue approaching her because she looked so uncomfortable with me. So I feel like that should have been my first time, like something, I mean, it was my first time, but I was like, let me give it the benefit of the doubt. I can't imagine coming home from work and there's a total stranger sitting in my dining room. Not that she wasn't expecting me, but it's still a little like, I see I'm still making excuses for her. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, you saw my face, right? I was like, she knew you were coming and in and, and in my mind, right, like, and I, I'm not saying everybody has to be like us, but I know you, and I'm not even going to talk for myself, I'm going to talk for Crystal for a second, I know you would be the kind of person to, yo, Crystal would clean every speck of dust in her house, and she would <laughs> make you so comfortable to the point she would give me a call, and she's done this with me too, uh, she would just look at me and be like, I don't know what to do anymore, I don't, I want to take my space back, because she literally hands over her space to make other people comfortable, so... I just, I, I guess this is me being protective of you. Sorry that I keep interjecting. No, 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 no. Uh, thank you for being protective of me. I appreciate it. I know if you would have been here, you would have checked her ass. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, 
long story short, I'll skip forward to the end because it was just like a many instances of, of different situations. I remember I was starting to um, get ready to go to Spain and I was feeling really excited because I was starting to like, this is like three weeks in, I was starting to be like, oh, like I miss my independence. Like I live in Northern Italy in a very country ass <laughs> little like area like literally like I see fields when my family is driving me around. So I live somewhere that's very country. So in that particular neighborhood, there was no buses to get out of there. Like you have to drive. So unless my family was like, okay, let's go somewhere. I was pretty much stuck in the house. So I remember I had a trip to Barcelona coming up and I was so excited. I was like, I'm ready to be independent. Like I'm ready to have my own space and I got to Barcelona, I got to the hotel, I put my bags down and my whole body relaxed. And I think mm. I was then that I realized I'm like, oh, living in that house is really like affecting me because my body had been so tense. And I remember like when it was time to finally leave Barcelona, like in the car ride from the hotel back to uh, the house, I was dreading, like when I say dreading going back, um, and mind you, when I came back from Barcelona, it was like I had a day, like I slept that night. I had one day to pack my bags. And then the following day I had to move. Uh, so it wasn't even like I was spending that much more time with them, but I was dreading it so, so much. And I remember um, the next day when I woke up and I was having breakfast, she didn't even say good morning to me. And she said, you have to pack your bags this evening because you're moving tomorrow. Um, and that was like, not no good morning, no nothing. And I was like, say less. Cause I'm ready to get the fuck up out of here. The fuck? I didn't know this. Like, <sighs> this is what happens when you don't look into yourself. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You project all of your shit onto like other people. Um, and I, you know, what's crazy. Um, I kind of like looked at her and I was like, I don't think I would ever be like, friends friendly like like if I worked with her like I would actively avoid her um I just wasn't a big fan and I don't know I mean she wasn't that way with her kids so I was actually kind of happy I mean I don't know that like how close they are but she was a lot more obviously loving and warm towards her children so I hope it was just kind of like I don't know you who the fuck are you type of situation and not something that she projects onto her own children um, but I, I just remember, um, coming to this new family cause I live with the new family now and I'm going to be here until I leave. And it was just such a different experience. The first time I saw mom, she was like, hi, how are you? Hugs, kisses. Like the first night she, we had wine and chips uh. and she was telling me about her life. When I tell you it was like a literal, like night and day. And I realized I was like, it was then that I was like, oh, it wasn't me. Like, it was her. Um, and I think that because I had experienced such similar dynamics when I was younger of living with a family, I thought like, oh, here we go again. I'm the common denominator here. Like, that was kind of like what I was telling myself. And I realized I was like, oh, I wasn't. I mean, yes, I'm the common denominator in the sense that I'm the, the thing that's constant. But I, you're also a product of like your environment and the way that people receive you and how you um, feel comfortable with them as well. Absolutely. And to your point, you know, even though you only, when you came back from Spain and you only had what, like a day and a morning left with them, I think it's, even though you knew you were going to be leaving that place, you still didn't know where you were going. So if our mind does this thing where it starts preparing ourselves, right? Be ourselves, because that's what we're, it's made to do. It's made to protect us. So you're still unsure of what the next step is. So you're already preparing yourself for a similar situation where you have to be on guard and you have to be defensive. And if this happens enough times, it gets to a point where you don't even assess the situation realistically. You just go straight into um, like on guard mode, defense mode. Yeah. And I realized like the first month I was like, man, I didn't have necessarily regret for coming to Italy, but I was like, oh, like, I guess this wasn't going to be the experience that I wanted it to be. Like I was looking forward to like engaging with a family and kind of like being immersed in the culture and wine and cheese and 
and loud, you know, like all of this, these things. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to get that experience. Like that's super unfortunate. Um, and then I got here and I was like, what? This is exactly what, <laughs> this is exactly the experience that I had hoped for or had imagined or wanted. Um, because now I realize like, it's so funny because when I was living in the previous home, this was something that I used to do in my home too. My room, like my space was pristine. Like I would make my bed, I would fold my clothes, like everything had a place, like nothing, like I, I made sure everything was like where it was supposed to be. Here in this house, yo, you go into my, well, not right now because I cleaned it up yesterday, but you go, you come here, like my bed is not made, like clothes is everywhere. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's because I feel comfortable here. Like I feel like I can just exist. I don't have to like control my environment because like me cleaning my room was like trying to have control and trying to minimize conflict, right? Because again, like that room, like people were in and out because it was their base, it was their entertainment space, it was their office, it was their laundry room. So people were mm. coming in and out of that space. And I was like, let me make sure it's clean. Let me, let me make sure I do what I need to do. And now I just feel so much more free. Um, so it's crazy that the thing that I was afraid of experiencing happened. Um, but I think like this time around, what I realized, I was like, oh, it wasn't it wasn't me. Like, I think it made me even look at my experience with my family prior to all of this differently because I have new perspective and I had new tools to, I guess, deal with the situation. Well, it's you, that that piece of being comfortable in the house, right? Um, there's so many different things that I want to bring up and I hope I have the opportunity to, but I want to speak to this piece specifically because it does relate to something that I'm going through. Um I've, I've told, I've told, you know, those who listen to us, uh, that I did move in with my partner. And when I tell you, I don't know what the fuck is happening sometimes. <laughs> and this is part of my therapy because these are the things that we're talking about. I think I'm so used to performing or it's, and I say performing in the way that you, uh, explained it, right? Like having things clean, having things mm -hmm. pristine, having things a certain way so that I'm acceptable to you, you as in the other person that I'm doing this in relation with, uh, or to, I, I'm very comfortable here and I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what the fuck to do with myself to the point where I will literally look around and I'll get angry. I'll get angry. I'm like, how come, how come he doesn't, oh my God, how come he doesn't tell me that we have to clean? How come he doesn't care? And I'm like, bitch, like to myself, why are you complaining that your man just loves you for you and he lets you be like I don't know what to do with that I don't know how to digest this and this mm. is something that has been happening over and over again to the point where I literally am looking around and I think you remember how I was talking about like you get into this mode where you just automatically go into defense like defense mode and it's like I, I'm in defense mode and I'm fighting and then I'm exhausted and I don't know why I'm fighting. Um, and then that's even more frustrating because I feel real stupid and then more shame comes up and then, ugh, it's just really hard. Um, but I'll, I've been fighting. Oh, I feel so bad because he's so nice. He's so nice. And I've been fighting with him for the dumbest shit. I find myself almost wanting him to treat me as though there is something wrong with me so that I can fight. Mm you're you're wanting to recreate what's comfortable for you being in something healthy is uncomfortable so you're looking for ways to create the very environment that you grew up in so you're looking for silly fights and there's a part of you that doesn't want to clean but also you're like if i don't clean mm -hmm. subconsciously then he's gonna tell me that there's something wrong and then i'm gonna have a reason to argue and then i'm going to again recreate the environment that i'm most comfortable or you were most comfortable with when you were growing up. That's something that, that does get me, right? Because, like, I see myself, logically, I see me doing this thing where I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't I don't understand. Like, if, if he were to go tomorrow, if anybody were to go tomorrow, I'd be like, no, no, come back, right? Like, and at the same time, I'm still, I don't know, it just, it feels, it feels so out of my my realm of reality. 
and I'm having a really hard time adjust because I think, I think I'm experiencing it for the first time. Um, that you remember, I think you said it like psychological abuse can be one of the most harmful, uh, mm-hmm. of all, because like, I think my whole life I was told that, um, there was something wrong. Um, yeah, I think my whole life I was told that there's something wrong with me and I keep acting as though I have to fight <laughs> to to make it better or to prove that I'm, there's nothing wrong. And now that I have something where there's nothing wrong and the other person doesn't see it, <laughs> um, like they don't see my flaws, the ones that I'm so used to defending, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and... Yeah, I didn't think I was going to get so emotional. I think uh, I'm definitely trying to prove something. And that's been the narrative of my my whole entire life. And I'm recognizing that I have to change the narrative. And I just I just feel so overwhelmed. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing is that I have... It's not funny. The interesting part about it or the ironic part about it is I have to change my narrative because... I knew that my old ways, like my old narrative wasn't effective or healthy and I've been striving to get healthy and I put the work in as well to make it good. And now that I'm here, um, I, I don't know what to do with it. So it's the weirdest thing where like I put myself here, I asked for this and now I'm almost saying like, no, this isn't it. This, this isn't, it's not that I don't want healthy. I I genuinely want it. I just don't know how to accept it. Like, I don't know how to accept love. I don't know how to um, accept anything nice because I really do believe that there's something wrong with me. Like, I think it's super ingrained in me. Um, And it's it's something that I've been doing my whole life. And now I'm going to be, I'm like 33 years old, right? And now what? Like, what the fuck? Like, I... I feel very exposed, very vulnerable, very raw. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate your vulnerability because I know it's hard. And I think like when we say doing the work is hard, like this is what we mean. Like even when you like doing the work is hard that even when you have good things, it's difficult to adjust and to make sense of it and to accept it because you're like this is not what I'm used to we are creatures of habit and when the habit right the thing that we're familiar with is something that is been negative so to speak or malicious or just not healthy even though it's bad that's what we get used to right um I think for me as I'm watching you be vulnerable like I think like and and listening to you I feel feel like there's this like rigidity that you're holding on to of like I have to be perfect I have to do this I have to do that and if I if I transition into something else like it's almost like you're holding on tightly and like you're very tense as opposed to just like feeling and kind of like letting go and softening up and not saying that you're not a soft person in general like you are a very soft loving person but it feels like you're holding on to this need for like perfection and looking for reasons to hold on to the past and I think like there's a part of you that you're like okay like you can't hold on to the past and you're as aggressively as you're holding on to the past you're almost like aggressively trying to pull yourself away from the past as opposed to just being like let like just softening up and being like okay with kind of like the bumpiness of the road because I feel like you needed to be perfect in these ways and then it's like okay like I don't have to behave in this way and you're giving that same energy trying to pull yourself in the other direction as opposed to like you know take and be like okay girl like let's take a nice walk like holding on to your own hand and like to like let's go to the other side come on come on it's okay um and just kind of being soft and gentle and like we hold on to these things so like when I see your tears I think it's it's one fear obviously right because it's it's different but two I think it also for me what I'm thinking of is like almost like a grieving process like like there almost needs to be this letting go of the the past and and those those emotions and what that meant and all of that pain 
before you can even begin to accept the good, I feel like you're almost jumping from point A to point C and completely bypassing point B. Like there needs to be a, a, like almost like a reconciling of what you experience before you even go into something new. Uh, I don't know how you think you're not a good therapist. Seriously. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, like, uh, one and two, you're right. You're right about everything you said, right? And um, I, I find myself, this is funny. I literally have found myself in spaces at this point in time of my life where I'm like talking to myself and like, okay, so the other day my mother was telling me how she regrets the way she treated us. And she thinks about that shit every single day. And I let her hold that because I wasn't going to enable it. So I I guess that is progress. And it was hard for me to let her hold that. But then at the same time, like, that's her process, right? So I can't be mad at my mom. It's not that I can't. I just, there's no reason to be mad at her. There are people in my life that I've chosen to kind of let go of. I can't be mad at them. So this goes back to me doing the work. Yo, I find myself stuck almost because, like, I'm literally looking everywhere to be mad at some I can't be mad at Crystal because her and I really went through it over the summer and there's this piece of me that just I don't know it, it shifted right like maybe I was mad at you for the wrong reasons before I can't be mad at my boyfriend because motherfuckers a saint and he drives me insane and I love him so much and I'm so mean to him look what I just did and yo the other day I had a session with my therapist and she was like 15 to 20 minutes late I didn't even know that this happened. I was mad. I got mad at my own therapist. And in that Mm. session is when I recognized like, yo, Sasha, like you don't like being vulnerable and you'll take any chance you can to shut people out because if they do anything slightly wrong outside of this level of perfection that you're expecting of yourself, this means they're rejecting you. This means that like that's when I start spiraling and this is your in to say, I'm out, which is ironic, right? This is your way to be like, I'm out, leave me alone. And my therapist was like, what's wrong? I see you very defensive. And I was like, yeah, I'm irritable. And like, as we started talking more and more and more, it turns out I got angry because she was late. And I was like, who the fuck are you, Sasha? Like, what's happening? Like, we, I, I've i been going through it and I feel like a child. I, I'm throwing tantrums. I'm crying out of nowhere. Uh, it's just... And I get it. I have to. You're right. I'm holding it in, and I even feel it. I just don't know how to let go yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get that. And I think um, it's so funny how we were saying how like the things that we don't like in other people are the things we don't like in ourselves. I think you need to show compassion to the people around you, and hopefully that comes back, right? Because if you're compassionate to your therapist who's late, next time you're late you'll have a little bit more compassion for yourselves or vice versa. Obviously, I would hope that you'd learn to be compassionate towards yourself before you're compassionate to other people. But a lot of that anger that you were obviously showing her was not for her. It was for you. That anger was your own anger about yourself um, and the way that you're showing up. So it is a hard process. Because I do agree with you in terms of like what you were saying before, like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Like, how do you tackle this first? Do you like live in the vulnerability? Do you kind of let go of the past? And I don't know that there's necessarily a right or wrong answer here. I think it's just like what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, And I think that... um, if you're getting maybe caught up in the chicken or the egg, maybe like, who cares? Like both the chicken and the egg are great. They're nutritious. They have their purpose in life. You know what I'm saying? Kind of just like embracing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like instead of just, yeah. Like looking at it from a different angle uh, of like, well, what's, what's the purpose? What's the beauty? They just exist and that's okay too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and kind of um, looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. And I will say that I, I think I'm more, at this point, I'm used to having these conversations with you and you're not here. And like, mm. I get so consumed in my daily life. And I also think I'm feeling that. Um, like, so I guess that's my way of saying I miss you. And 
Because we'd have, we used to have contact more often. And now mm-hmm. when we contact each other, it's like, hey, how are you? Hey, da da da. Hey, da da da. And, and like, I feel bad. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, Sasha, you can't be perfect. We are, you're like literally on like a, a five hour difference now, but six hour difference in like a week again. And mm-hmm. when you go to sleep, she's like literally about to wake up and her day started. And it's just, I don't know, it's just weird. Um, we used to be synced differently. Our relationship really has helped me. And I'm starting to see it now that I don't have you the same way. Aww, that's so sweet. <laughs> I was definitely thinking about it the other day. I'm like, yo, this fucking time difference bullshit. Like, it's the worst. And I and I was feeling it a lot um, when I first got here because I was like, I can't have a full conversation with someone. Like, mm-hmm. yes, like I can talk to people. There's hours where we overlap, but it's kind of like what business needs to be taken care of, especially with us and the podcast. It's like, okay, like we have to release an episode. We have to do this. We have to do that. And that often takes priority, which we've kind of been on this road before. Um, so luckily this is only a temporary yeah. <laughs> thing. Um, and I'll be back home soon. Uh, but yeah, I think it just kind of like threw everything out of whack because even though I still feel connected, like I know, like I, I'm like, I know my people back home love me. There is a part of me that feels like I don't even really know what's going on for people. Like what is, what is happening? Like there, it's just, it's a very strange situation to be in. And I'm sorry. I know I'm not present, but it, you know, it's not cause I don't want to be there. <laughs> I, I genuinely am, am happy and like I do this thing when you you reach out you're like how are you and I give you like these very I'm all right I'm okay da, 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 answers right or I'll tell you a story about something that happened as opposed to how I'm feeling and I also do that because this is your time I respect it like I want you to have fun I want you to fully be immersed in it because I know the value of it and I know that you deserve it and it's like okay we'll talk when she's back right? Like, or we'll do like a sleepover or whatever. And I sound like a child again. There we go. (laughs) Oh, I was like, yes. (laughs) Sleepover. Yeah. So. (laughs) No, you know, what's funny. I have noticed that, but I figured it was just like you being overwhelmed with like the busyness of life. Like, oh, like, and it's funny because like, even through all this time, we're still kind of like playing into like, our own beliefs about ourselves I'm like oh she doesn't have time like there's there's a lot of things going on so let me do let me let her be let me let her exist I don't want to like overwhelm her because I have noticed but I was like oh like yeah you know she's going through a lot right now like just just relax like you guys will be back to normal soon that's kind of been my like what I've been telling myself internally that's so funny I think for me it's more like Chris is out there, you know, I don't get to speak to her a lot. She's going through changes. Like, I don't want the, the little time that we do speak for me to, it kind of feels like I'm overwhelming you with my shit. Mm. So I just, I'm like, all right, let's just, how's she doing? Right? Like, I, it's so, it's so funny how her shit plays out. I, I do want to, like, highlight some of the uh, good things that have happened here in this new home. So I'm living with a new family. First of all, this is like bougie ass Italian living. Let me tell you, I can get used <laughs> to this. Okay. You see this natural light hitting my face. For those and of you curls. who are mixed. Yes. Like it's, it's these big ass windows in this big ass Italian house. Okay. I will say that this family also struggles to communicate with me. Um, mom knows the most English out of anyone in the house. Um, but like she is just so warm and open and loving and i'm someone who i've been struggling a little bit here because even the people who know english their english is not obviously as advanced as us so the level of conversations in terms of depth are not very many because most people can't have those types of conversations they don't understand enough english to to do that but when i tell you that even on the most shallow level like this woman, she's always going to have a special place in my heart, my host mama now. Um, she she tries. She tells me stories. She, you know, she, like, cracks jokes with me. You know, she takes me out and about with her family. Like, she includes me in things. And I thought, like, 
initially like the language barrier is going to be an issue and things like that. And it is like, I'm not saying that it's a non-factor, but when you want to accept someone into your life, when you're open and when you're caring, like you will do what it takes to have that happen. Um, so I just want to say that this, this new home, I'm very happy here. Yeah, I just feel a lot more at home. I remember in my last home, I would always be like, let me go for a walk. Let me do this. I'd be getting home from work and I'd be sitting in the fucking dining room the whole night because I'm like, this is my home. I belong here. Thank you very much. I don't need to go outside. There ain't nothing outside for me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, there is a lot outside for me. But um, but yeah, I think it's just... um, I just wanted to say that to let anyone out there know, like, if you're even feeling, like, a little bit uncomfortable, things feel off, like, yeah, some of that shit is yours, arguably, right? Because even my own shit came up in the last house. But sometimes it is just your environment and sometimes doing the work and getting yourself to, in a better space, a better community, people who understand you, like, that does make a world of a difference. So I just wanted to point that out. Absolutely. And it's funny, we always, I I feel like we're always in sync with each other, like the yin and the yang, because you're talking about the environment being the issue. And, and, and and I really do believe this. It's, it is the environment. It is sometimes people, you know, people, I don't want to just like make it seem like, oh, people suck, but people suck because they don't know how to be better. It's hard, right? Like, I don't know how to find that balance between it's their fault versus something is happening to them that they're not aware of. So that's hard for me, but it is your environment. And on my end, it's purely me. Like the only thing that I could say my environment is triggering me and it is that is it's it's work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm so no, that's, aware. That, that's definitely the environment. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it is, it is. But I'm so aware of it that like I, I can kind of like, I, I don't keep it at a distance. It's funny. That's the one thing I engage with the most now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, I, because I'm so used to it. But that's yeah. a choice I'm making, right? Um, very, very interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, like we're all constantly just meshing together. Like I'm a good example of what it is to self-sabotage. And Crystal's a good example of what it is to have people that are like just sabotaging, I guess, um, her yes. her world. Yeah. Sabotage. So there we go. <laughs> yes. Always, always. Uh, the dynamic duo. Yeah, doing the work. Yep, shout out to Mozo. I miss him. Haven't seen him in a while. I know, I know. I oh, I need to get back from Italy. But anyways, well, that was our episode. Thank you for listening. I hope that you were able to learn and grow with us as we share our own personal journeys. As always, definitely make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Never Told Us Pod, or shoot us an email at Never Told Us Pod at gmail.com. And as always, keep coming back so we can tell you what they never told us.